If you enjoy having conversations about things that don't get enough attention and should, this is the place for you. If you appreciate the incredible people in your life and you recognize that everybody has a story that you can learn from, this is the place for you. If you are just looking to expand your perspective, okay, and think about things differently, this is the place for you. Welcome to Need to Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Queen Zania, bringing you fresh episodes every Thursday from my corner of the world to your ears. For more information on the topics and information on how to keep in touch, check the episode description. We update that every single episode just for you. So today we need to talk about how sugar is a drug. Hi, I'm Queen Zania and I'm a recovering sugar addict. But first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by Taylor Boutique, an incredible Black-owned business. Now, at Taylor Boutique, they sell satin-lined beanies, bonnets, turbans, and do-rags in a variety of styles and colors, perfect for whatever your taste is, okay? We know that as curly-haired people, we gotta keep our curls fresh and healthy. Taylor Boutique can help you do that. Now, here's the thing about Taylor Boutique. The styles are so fresh that you don't just have to wear them when you're at home, okay? You can also wear them when you're out and about, style them with an outfit as the world starts opening up again, or even keep it cute and professional while you're on Zoom and FaceTime. My listeners get a special discount code. It's QueenZ15. That's Q-U-E-E-N-Z-1-5 or check the link in the show notes. Thank you, Taylor Boutique, for sponsoring. And y'all, go support a Black-owned do-rag business. And while you're at it, tell them Queen Zania sent you. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Zen, and welcome to season two of Need to Talk podcast. Aw, I have missed you all. How are you doing? First of all, I want to give a very warm welcome to everybody who has listened to season one. Thank you so much for being here. I also want to give a warm welcome to those of us just joining on season two. Thanks so much. Okay, like this is really random, but if you so feel inclined, tweet us um, at Need to Talk Pod. Actually, I keep forgetting the Twitter name, but just tweet us or email me. And just let me know, like, how did you find out about this podcast? Because I'm always really curious. Because, yeah, I sent it to my friends and my family, but the podcast is growing, y'all. And I'm really humbled by that. But, yeah, it's always really interesting to find out, okay, how did this person find me? So, um, find out about the show. Wow. Okay, and when, when you're writing all that, let me know also what topics you would like to hear covered. Season one was incredible, full of guests, action packed, story packed. Like, so I edit the the episodes myself too. So I find I don't really like listen to the episodes myself because you know I was in them, <laughs> and I heard them while editing, and that you know editing you listen to the episode for hours, like four hours to work on a one hour episode. No exaggeration. Which is all good, but it's like, okay, I've heard every version of this episode 
But, you know, I think I will start going back and listening to them because it's been some time. And I find that things like that are so enjoyable. There are always those gems that you forgot were in there. So I'm going to be re-listening to everything, just rewinding and listening to it. Um, also, there's been a lot of growth, a lot of change. I hope you guys enjoyed the midterm episodes. And thank you so much for your support, even in that. Um, I think it's very important to prioritize your life and arrange your life in such a way that there's order. And so I'm like, okay, let me make sure that this this podcast is done at a certain time so that I have time throughout the other months of the year to live my life, to do things that are necessary. And then when the time is right, I'll come back. And it kind of reminds me of a biblical principle that um, it's in Ecclesiastes chapter three, which says there's a time for everything. And Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says, he has made all things beautiful in its time. Uh, And he being God that like, there's just a perfect timing for everything. So yeah, I'm so glad that you're here right now in this moment, whenever you may be listening to this. This season is going to be different than season one, and it's going to be different in a lot of good ways. So we are going to do the interviews again every now and then. I'm going to surprise you guys um, with some more guests, some from the previous season, some from, you know, people that you never heard before on the show. Um, And I'm just so grateful again for how everything is expanding and coming together. But um, for the most part, these are going to be solo episodes. So just think of it as you are getting a free invitation to pick my brain Um. But of course, it's not just about me. I, I'm i not really here to do this because I want attention or I need everyone to know what's in my mind. I'm a very private person, but I've also learned that the things that I've learned in life are not just for myself, you know, like you can't be selfish with wisdom. Um, it's meant to be shared. So I'll be talking about different topics and weaving in some personal examples and things like that. Ultimately, though, I want this to be a challenge for every listener to ask themselves these questions, too. Like, what do I think about this topic? And feel free to write me in. Write us in. Write, you know, tweet us, email us. Or you can keep it to yourself, too. Uh, But I just really want to encourage active listening and also conscious consumption of things online. Speaking of... Um, I know you've noticed (laughs) we also have some ad reads and that is also incredible and it's such a milestone. Um, And thank you all for supporting. For those who have checked out the the discount codes and bought something, purchased something for yourself, um, it really helps a lot. You support not only these awesome companies, but you also support the podcast and myself And the money goes right back into the work because I'm really always learning and growing and improving. Like, for example, right now, I am looking for a new mic because the one I have, the two I have, actually, um, neither of them are currently working. I got them secondhand, which was an experiment. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's best to just get something new because honestly... 
Like, even if you test it out, you never know how it performs at home. So it's just better to get something new so that you also have that, like, satisfaction guarantee. You can ship it back. If it doesn't work, they'll send you a new one. And there's a whole lot less hassle. So, yeah, I am looking for a new mic and been saving up for that as well. Um, Right now, I am recording from my phone. Shout out to iPhone. Because, yeah, the iPhone quality is actually very good. So for the time being, we will be doing this. But there will come a point where the money that, you know, I earned from the show and that you guys have poured into the show will go toward getting an official microphone. Um, hmm, what else do I want to say? Like, I don't really want this episode to be too long. I don't have too much to say but just like I'm excited for season two well maybe I'll ask you a question how has your year been how who are you now that you were becoming in January because now it's June we're like halfway into um 2022 as I'm recording this and I know I have changed a lot as a person um for the better. I've grown in so many ways. Um, like it's been really incredible. I've seen myself grow in confidence, just like in understanding my authority as a daughter of God and understanding that like my words have power. Um, I have also grown in maturity too, to know that Sometimes people's reactions, matter of fact, most times people's reactions have more to say about what they are going through than with you. So just because somebody has a negative reaction to something you have said doesn't mean you said something wrong. And even if you don't say something perfectly, people can still understand the heart of what you said. They can still see your intentions and, um, you know, if they choose to focus on that, then they can understand the message that was within the imperfectly delivered, you know, sentence or statement, right? I've also learned a lot of incredible lessons spiritually. And, you know, God is good. God is always just pouring into me. And y'all, I did 40 days of fasting. I was off social media, um, no scrolling. Um, It was more of that more so than like, um, a strict don't touch your phone but it was about the scrolling and God was like really encouraging me to target the things that like I so easily fall into and one of them being sugar like can we just be real guys sugar is a drug can we just be honest can we because somebody tell me why my granny rest in peace Coco had diabetes and still had sugar she said I don't care I already have diabetes at this point. Like, (laughs) I can't give this up. And not that she went overboard, but she loved sweets. And she didn't die of diabetes, by the way. So don't even come for her, okay? I love my go-go. And, you know, honestly, there are a lot of people I know who are lactose intolerant. But the second they see ice cream, they're like, oh, like, that doesn't even matter. Let's just go for it. There's just something about our appetite as human beings that for some reason has this control over us. And I mean beyond eating 
for fuel for your body because yes, food is fuel. Yes, eating is necessary. It's important to get the nutrients you need. But there are some things that are have no nutrients in it at all that for whatever reason, that's what we crave the most. I've never heard anybody say I'm craving a potato. Actually, no, I've said that. Yeah, I'd be craving mashed potatoes. <laughs> I never hear anybody, okay, craving a salad. You know what? It's more common to hear somebody saying they're craving fried chicken. They're craving any fried food, McDonald's fries. Uh, donuts, sugar, whatever the case is, things that don't have nutritious value, right? I hear that more often than I'm craving fruits right now or I'm craving water. So I just think that like, yeah, food really does have a hold on us in a in a different way. Um, but I experienced something beautiful in my season of fasting. You know what? Maybe I'm going to actually talk about this. Um, but yeah, I also want to make sure that I'm not saying anything that I'm not supposed to say because, yeah, <laughs> it's just like, yeah, the way that God works, some things are just for you and some things are to share and there's wisdom in understanding the difference and having discretion. Um, but will I, what I will speak about is my experience with the sugar so yeah the full 40 days it was no sugar there was one time I slipped up and let me tell you something it actually got easier with time so on day two or three I was with a group of people um and we were at this lady's house who always makes these decadent desserts they're incredible and and so she made like a chocolate something right and so I was on day two or day three, so I'm like, oh, okay, I already know I'm not supposed to have sugar. But it was just calling to me for some reason. I'm like, oh my gosh. But I was like, no, it's okay. Let me just dish what I need to dish. And then without asking, she dished me a plate because she was dishing for everyone. And I didn't say no, and I didn't say anything at all. And I just like was planning not to touch it. I think I kind of mentioned something like, oh yeah, like I'm I'm actually not having sugar at this time, just in general to everyone. And then some people who are like, oh, you know, there's no diets here. Don't be dieting. Like, you know, just eat, just enjoy. And it's like, I get that. But right now, I'm not supposed to be eating sugar because God told me in this season, I'm not supposed to eat sugar. It was definitely a temptation. And I definitely failed. And it wasn't even worth it. Can I tell you something, y'all? It was not even worth it. The woman is a good baker. The one who made the the thing, she wasn't the one telling me, oh, there's no diets. But, you know, she had dished me a thing because she thought, you know, she was just being a good host and I hadn't articulated my boundaries, right? Something that I needed to work on and I did work on. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Like, she's a good baker, but I ate it and I was like, I instantly was like, really? I broke my fast for this? Uh-uh. And that just motivated me from then on the rest of the 40 days. That and God, because it's not by my own strength that I got through it. Trust and believe every single day. I had to have several conversations with God about, yo, I'm struggling. I really need you. Please help me out. And and he really would. Like, he would help me focus on something else. Um 
you know, and he would remind me about just take it easy. Even when your fast is done, don't go overboard. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Just take care of yourself. Like, you know, don't dive in head first. Just take it easy. Apply what you've learned. You've learned about self-control. You've learned about temperance. Just take it easy. Pace yourself. Um, and I mean, I'm done the fast now and, you know, it hasn't been easy. Like, it's crazy that during that time I learned all these beautiful lessons. Um, and then like after it was done, I fell. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Like it was not easy. And it's crazy because when I, like I said, it got easier when I was in the fast, it got easier. Like there was a second time when uh, we met with the same group of people at this point I had told the lady like you know I'm doing 40 days off sugar I was on day 18 or whatever so it had been a few weeks to the day to that time that I I fell um or broke the fast temporarily but I was given a second chance amen okay we fall down but we get up so yeah, so she knew at this point and then she's like, "Oh, I'm not even going to I'm not even going to talk to you cuz you already told me." And I'm like, "Thank you." And so, you know, the same group of people were like, "Oh, you're really fasting right now? This is so good. This is so good. Mmm. This is delicious. Oh, I need seconds. I need thirds and we're ODing and and it was just a lot. But you know what I felt? absolutely nothing <laughs> I said no it's okay I'm gonna take some and I'll freeze it and then when the time is right I will unfreeze it and I will eat it and yes I did have that dessert it was delicious um but it wouldn't have been worth breaking my fast for it was way better than the chocolate one I preferred it to the chocolate one but it still wouldn't have been worth breaking my fast for as delicious as it was when the time was right I had it and it was perfect and it was everything but when the time was wrong, it wouldn't have tasted that good. But it got easier in that moment when everyone was eating it and raving about it. And by the way, yes, I know I need better friends. Um, <laughs> in that moment, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like, oh, I really wish I could have some. It was just like, eh, I'm good. When the time is right, you know, I'll have my peace. It's not that big a deal to me, you know. And I also remembered how it was when I ate the first thing that time and it wasn't worth it. Um, yeah. But no, I did have a good friend there who was like, she also knew I was on a fast and she had some fruit for me and I had that instead. And it was so good. So yeah, no, I do. I have some good friends, but I understand. I I have been holding auditions for a solid friend group for very many years. So it's okay. I know that when the time is right, I will find my group. And I've already started finding that group. So if you are my friend, shout out to you. And if you've been here, like, if we've ever had a disagreement and you're my friend, shout out to you. And you've not been disrespectful and, you know, we reconciled and everything. Because there's some people who you're friends for life until you actually call them out on something that's not right. But that's another conversation for another day. Um, but yeah, it gets easier. And when the time is right, you know, you can enjoy it. And you can enjoy it guilt-free. Um, and so I'm just also trying to remember that as I, as I also just like go back in. 
because <laughs> yeah I sugar and I have a really interesting history like when I was younger my parents were very health conscious we were not allowed any sugar in the home I'm not playing with you no sugar some of you have moms that bake chocolate chip cookies every weekend did not have that some of you have parents who would take you to Tim Hortons and you can get a donut you know, if you get an A plus in your class, did not have that. Some of you went to Dairy Queen after soccer practice and everything did not have that. Nope. Um, <laughs> like I remember when I was two years old, this is one of the first dreams I remember. Uh, this is when my brother was a baby. Keep that in mind because a baby cannot eat solid food. I don't think a baby can eat a pastry, you know, but anyway, in my dream, uh, someone had given me a donut and this was the first donut I ever had. I've been seeing commercials about donuts. I've been seeing them at church. was never allowed at potluck. Not allowed, right? You see them at the grocery store. No, no sugar. Um, And so I had this dream where someone gave it to me and I was like, yes, this is my chance. And I think I had like saved it somewhere. And when I went back, I found my baby brother eating it. I was so mad at him and I remember that dream to this day I was so mad um but I remember when I was six years old uh we lived in Ottawa and my mom caved and got us cinnamon buns and that was the first time I ever had a cinnamon bun it was so good and keep in mind these were not even the actual good ones I've had that brand that she used to buy again it's nothing compared to the ones that save on foods. But anyway, it, at the time, it was everything. And of course, you know, we had popsicles in the summer and, and we did that. But it was all in moderation, which was a very good lesson to learn. As we got older, uh, my mom started like, you know, getting cream puffs. We would have desserts on weekends only. So Friday sundown to open the Sabbath, we would have a full meal with like Martinelli's sparkling apple cider, a full cute meal all together in these cute champagne flutes, a set table, clean napkins, a clean cloth, like just the whole shebang. And we would have dessert um, all together as a family. And so it was, it was really special. My mom doesn't have a sweet tooth though. That's something that I also realized. She doesn't like sugar and dessert. So for her, it was just like, oh, let me cut this useless thing from my life. Meanwhile, <laughs> sugar addiction runs in my family on the other side. And it was just like, you know, I'm glad that we were eased into it. But then when I left the house, I went crazy. And not even intentionally, but it's just like you live on campus and at the dining hall, you know, they always have everything. Like there's always fried food. The grill is open longer than the actual good food is. So you know how like when you're living in dorms, they usually have like, I don't know how it is where y'all are, okay? I'll just say that. But the university I went to, um, there was the food that was like proper meals. They rotate the menu um, based on what time of day it is. So. Nine o'clock to 11 is breakfast. Um, I think like 11 to maybe two is lunch. And then I think it's maybe like five or four to 7 p.m. is the supper menu. 
And because classes can be during those times, they kind of have like wider windows. But after 7 p.m. for sure on campus, the proper meal section, like anywhere you could get a proper meal, closed. But the grill where they would fry up the fries, the onion rings, the matzo sticks. Y'all, come on. Who invented deep fried cheese? Because why are you trying to kill us? Y'all worried about a vaccine, but don't think twice about matzo sticks. Deep fried cheese. My dad is a cardiologist. I understand that that is self-sabotage. It's like drinking bleach because your arteries can never get unclogged. Let me tell you something. It's dangerous. Don't do it. It's really not worth it. You don't get you only get one heart in this life. Just keep that in mind. You only get two eyes, so take care of those. You only get one heart. They can't give you a leg at Walmart, okay? That's what my parents would always tell me when it came to taking care of myself. They can't you can't buy this at Walmart, so take care of your body, right? Um, no judgment if you do eat it, but I'm trying to let you know that it's not worth the health risks and those health medical bills. I don't care what country you live in, what the the medical system's looking like. It's just not worth going through all that. So definitely stay away from fried food, especially deep fried cheese. But no, those places would be open till late, like even till midnight. So I mean, if you have a late class and it's done at 8.30, the dining hall with the proper food is closed, so where else are you going to go? <laughs> and they also had pastries and pies and sugars and puddings and all of these cute desserts just like always on deck. And I was like, okay, well, let me do, you know, one meal a day. I'm going to have my dessert. And then sometimes it became, okay, well, I have a cookie for lunch. And then at supper, I'll have pie with my thing, right? I gained so much weight, y'all. I became the heaviest I've ever been. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was happy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's not like, oh, I was so miserable. I was eating good. I was eating good <laughs> like that's the thing i was still working out so don't even try to come for me for that uh working out is not about being skinny like that's what some people don't get because i would always get questions from family members who need to mind they, their business to be honest um oh do you really work out though you should come to the gym though with us. So you, you are you sure you work out? Because and what they weren't saying is because you're still fat. And it's like, yeah, I work out. Working out doesn't make you skinny. It gives you endurance. It like it strengthens your lungs, strengthens your heart, strengthens your muscles. It's internal work. It doesn't make you skinny. You know, you just get toned. So I was toned and I was big. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said, I was happy. <laughs> I was living good, <laughs> but. <laughs> the second I moved into my apartment, y'all, oh my gosh, I cried when I looked at how empty my cupboards were. I literally cried because there was nothing. I moved into an empty apartment. I moved on my own. And because I'm a firstborn, my parents weren't yet at the part where they understood that, hey, like maybe help your child furnish the house. And don't just say, oh, well, you, you got to do it with the money we give you every month, girl. Because it's actually traumatic to be, to go from the life that I lived with my parents and even in res to 
a completely empty apartment, having only $200 in your bank account and trying to decide how you're going to spend it. Are you going to buy a bed this week or are you going to buy groceries for the next month? And so (laughs) anyway, I also was not the best cook at that point. I got skinny because I couldn't cook. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, but no, it got to the point of also being malnourished, which is not funny. Um, but no, eventually my cooking skills improved. And um, I did always try to balance my meals. I always have done that. Even when I lived on res, I would not go crazy with the fried food because also my body doesn't like fried food. And my brother and I were actually talking about this because, um, yeah, we grew up not eating out. So whenever we have like McDonald's or any type of fast food, to be honest, our bodies are just like, what is this? And it, it, <laughs> it's just the bloating, everything. It's just not it. It's not real food. And yeah, I know I just shot myself in the foot never getting a McDonald's sponsorship, but I also worked there and um, well, I'm not even going to get into that. But anyway, <laughs> I don't care if I don't get fast food sponsorships because I don't need it. I'm not going to sell y'all things that are not real food. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, we got to take care of our bodies and it's okay to treat yourself and sometimes you do crave it. But again, it's like, this thing, it does nothing for your body. There's no substance in this. Like, it always scares me when I walk by, like, for example, even Subway or A&W, and they're like, now using 100% real beef. What were y'all using before? Huh? Now with real ingredient. Now? <laughs> what do you mean? Like bread now made with 20% less sugar. I'm like, y'all, that was that supposed to put me at ease? Because now that's making me wonder what else are you doing now that in a few years you're going to let me know that you're not doing anymore. I need answers. And this is why I eat at home. And this is why I eat at home. I will sooner go to the grocery store buy ingredients and make the thing that I'm trying to eat rather than order it because y'all this is I have way too many questions and I don't have time (laughs) so that's that um but no like having control over your appetite is such a powerful experience um even within my fast even though I was like you know more abstaining from sugar and some other things that God put on my heart. Um, I also heard him say fast within a fast. So I knew that, okay, I'm doing this fast for 40 days. And I know that like during this time, there's going to be something else. And a few days after I heard that, like the same week, one of the ministers who I love, I adore this woman so much. And God has used her in my journey, like since I was 19. Um, I remember the first video I saw from her, absolutely like, I'm not even being dramatic, changed my life. It actually changed the trajectory of my life. Um, but no, she had posted something saying, hey, y'all, um, God really led me to do a fast in April. It's going to be a corporate fast, meaning 
it's not just for herself, but for, you know, anyone who feels led to be a part of it. So it's just going to be like this big group of us. Um, there would be prayer calls, um, the mornings of the fast, the fast would be like no food, only water, you know, 6am to 6pm on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays every week for the month of April. And during those days, um, there would be a 6 a.m. prayer call. The gag is 6 a.m. Central Time. I live on the West Coast. So this was 4 a.m. for me. Um, uh, I usually wake up around 9, maybe 10, 10 a.m., 9 a.m. That's when I usually wake up. Let me tell y'all something. I had to set an alarm for 3.55 a.m. to make sure that I would get up and join this prayer call before it fills up. And I was there every single day by God's grace. And I didn't fall asleep either, except a few times, but that's okay. You know, resting in his presence. Amen. But (laughs) so, you know, I was on the prayer call as well. And it was just such a blessing. It was such a blessing. Like, y'all, it was powerful. Um, and on the prayer calls, it would just be one person praying. It would be, um, her name is Ebony. It would be her praying or maybe her aunt, um, Sharon. So it would be one person praying at a time. And there would be fresh revelation. Um, the Holy Spirit would give them visions and prophecies at times. Other times, it would just be a prayer session And this was not praying like, oh, please, God, do this, do this, do this. But it was more of a praise session of like, God, you are incredible. We're just giving you glory right now. We thank you for the healing taking place. We thank you for, you know, the finances. Our finances are improving. We thank you for providing for us exactly what we need, including the strength to get through this day. We thank you for it. And then, you know, we would continue on just with adoration and and giving praise to him just being grateful for what he is doing, what he has already done and what he's getting ready to do because God is incredible. There's n- you'll never run out of things to say, you know, in thanking God if you really 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 understand how incredible he is. But anyway, so that was that was such a beautiful experience as well just being on those prayer calls and like I said it wasn't easy because there was a lot of like discipline I had to learn. The discipline to actually wake up and stay up. The discipline to fast when no one is looking, right? You're accountable to yourself and to God. Even though I did tell my friends and, you know, people in my life like, hey, I'm actually fasting at this time. So ETC, whenever it was relevant, I wasn't like online like, hey, everybody, I'm fasting. <laughs> no, <laughs> but whenever it was relevant, um... But honestly, I had to be accountable to myself, and that's what mattered. And it wasn't about losing weight. It wasn't about any of that. Um, but it was about discipline, you know, my mind, my heart. Like, am I willing to go through this? And you have to remember why you're doing it because it's not easy. It's not something you just wake up one day and decide to do. It's something that you actually do need to pray about. Like, it is spiritual. So... But yeah, I did experience times where I was like, God, I'm not going to lie. I am hungry. I am so hungry right now. 
Um, and, and <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would again, remind me why I'm doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this for show. I'm not doing this just to be a part of something, but there are specific things that he revealed to me that are private and I'm not going to share that. That was the reason why I was doing it. And there would be times where even that would, would like, it would be good, but it was just like, okay, but I'm still hungry. <laughs> and sometimes it would just take laying down or drinking some water. You have to stay hydrated. Drinking some water, laying down, just journaling, drawing, doodling, listening to some worship music, like taking a nap, whatever it took, just resting. And before you know it, six o'clock came. Even when six o'clock came, there was a lot of discipline required not to just eat everything in sight, but just make what you need to make for your supper. Just eat what you need and let that be enough. And so I'm really, as I'm talking about this, actually, like it's reminding me of the lessons that I learned and it's making it even more simple for me. Because like I said at the beginning, I'm like, yo, not going to lie. I fell after like it was hard, but as I'm breaking it down to you, I'm remembering it's simple. You just take it step by step of like, okay, let me just eat what I need. I don't need to eat, you know, chapati and rice and I need soup and beans and chicken and a salad and it and juice. Like, no, let me just pick one thing and make a meal and again, just eat what I need. And then when it's time to eat again, I will again, just eat what I need. And I found I got hungry a lot less. The hunger was way less intense. Like closer to the end of my fast, there were days I even forgot I was fasting, like from food. There were days where I was like, oh yeah, I haven't eaten today. Huh, okay, let me go ahead. You know, when six o'clock rolls around, let me start whipping something up. And it it became less, oh, finally six. Oh my gosh. And it was just more like, ah, okay. Cool. Now my time is over. Thank you, God, for carrying me through. And now I'm going to eat. Thank you for what I'm going to eat next. And then and then I ate. So, yeah. And I know some people may have questions about, oh, what if you have eating disorders? Um, I've actually experienced a lot of different eating disorders. I've experienced binge eating. I've experienced, um, like, not eating uh, out of stress and different things. I've experienced like so many and I know that the classifications um are not necessarily like in the DSM five, right? The diagnostic material that psychologists use to diagnose eating disorders, they kind of just have um anorexia and bulimia as the defined ones and then kind of just like a general section. I'm not going to get into the technical term. This is not a psychology podcast, but they have a general spectrum for like other eating disorders, which can take so many forms that they didn't even necessarily bother just saying each one. Just like similarly what they did with the autism spectrum, um, rather than saying, okay, there's Asperger's, there's this, there's that. Um, they're just like, okay, the autism is a spectrum. Some people are verbal. Some people are not. Some people, um, you know, experience different things, but these are some of the symptoms that are common within people on the spectrum. You may not have all of them, but you will have some of them if you are on the spectrum. And it's similar for eating disorders. So anyway, I've I've experienced a lot of that and God has broken me free of that. 
Um, and that's a story for another day. Deliverance is real. Let me tell you something. I never thought I would be the one to to do a food fast and not go overboard or not hate my body and not do it. But it's all like, why are you fasting? Because some people do, you know, pretend that it's spiritual, but really they want to lose weight. That's not a good reason to do it. And at the end of the day, I don't think you'll stick with it. And even if you do, you're not taking care of yourself. During a fast, the point is to take care of yourself. You're doing this because you want to learn discipline because not only is it good in the in the realm of eating, but discipline applies to every area of your life, right? You're doing this because you want to have temperance, have self-control. Again, it's not just good for food, but it's good for other areas of life. You don't want to go overboard, right? And also you're doing this to take care of your health, right? Because that's the thing. When I came back, even to social media and everything, and I was watching some of the things I missed, I'm like, this is so disgusting. Like, I'm talking about the comedy things. And I was like, I did not miss much. This is absolutely disgusting and appalling. Like, did I really used to watch this? Like, and I mean, I'm not saying I found it all funny even back then, but I really used to watch this and, and just be okay the rest of the day. Like, this is so perverted. And, um, and yeah, it's just like, you see things a lot differently. Fasting is a cleansing of your palate, really. And your life has to change after. You can't go through a season of fasting and then be the same person you were before because it means you didn't learn or apply what you've learned. And um, yeah, I don't remember. There's a sentence I had started right before that and I don't necessarily remember how it's going to end it. That's how my brain works. I remember the start and the finish and I need to always start and finish a sentence or a thought. Sometimes I don't remember how I started but anyway, the point is that, thank you. Oh, thank you, God. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit just brings stuff back to memory. Taking care of yourself. The things that I was abstaining from were not even things that were good for me anyway. That's why I was abstaining from it. Even like the sugar, <laughs> me eating sugar again, I didn't miss anything that was good for me. Even me coming back to social media and coming back to YouTube and the entertainment, I didn't miss anything that was good for me. I just missed things that had no nutritional value. Um, so there's that. I mean, there's that. <laughs> I also kind of want to talk about consumerism for a bit because I'm very meta. I'm very aware. Um, as I mentioned in the beginning of this, you'll notice a lot more ads on the podcast. And thank you guys so much for supporting because like I said, it's it's one thing when people you know love and support you, but it's another thing to get emails that like names you don't even recognize use your promo code and to like go on Spotify and, and all of these other apps and see like your viewership is from countries you've never been to. You don't know anyone from here. Like I just want to thank all of you, whether we've met or we haven't, for supporting Um and when it comes to the brands that I do work with, just know that my ethics will always come first. I cannot be bought or sold. So if there's a brand that I'm promoting, I have followed this brand as a consumer first and looked at their ethics, 
um, as best as I can. I have used the product and it's something that I believe in is important, you know, even if it's just the message of, you know, the, the creators of the brand, their message. And sometimes it's like, okay, let me go ahead and support you because I do believe in your message. But I also think it's important, y'all, only get something if you need it. Don't feel like, okay, well, she did a, an ad read for this, so let me go ahead and buy it. No, if you don't need it, don't get it. Um, save your money, okay? <laughs> Take care of yourself financially because we're in really treacherous times financially. This is not what it used to be five years ago, 10 years ago in our parents' time. So don't ever feel like this guilt or this pressure to just spend your hard-earned money or spend whoever's hard-earned money is in your possession. Um, like, just be mindful of your consumption. If you don't need it, you don't need to get it. And that's okay. But if you are like, okay, well, you know, I was in the market for a new do-rag or, you know what, I do kind of want to like switch up my signature scent, then go for it. Of course, like treat yourself, do you, do what you need to do. It's not like we can't have nice things or little luxuries, but I, I really want to speak to those of us who sometimes struggle, can we be honest, with shopping addictions <laughs> and not having the self-control sometimes when it comes to spending money, just pace yourself. And like I said, self-control is one of those things that we can exercise in any area of life and it's relevant to all of them. So just wanted to say that because it was on my spirit and... Um, I still, again, appreciate you guys pouring in financially. Um, like I said, I, I appreciate it. I do not take it for granted. But never will I be that person, which is why I could never be in business or marketing. I will not scam someone at someone else's expense just for myself to benefit. That's not what I'm here to do. So it's never that. Um, but yeah. So that's how I'm going to end it. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to episode one of season two. Stay tuned for even more. We're going to have, like I said, the guests are going to be in the second half, but I'm also going to surprise you. So make sure that you subscribe and follow the podcast on the platform you're listening to this. Keep your notifications on and I will talk to you next Thursday. <laughs>